Thanks for joining us. This is the Oklahoma Youth Podcast, and we hope that you'll be blessed by today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our channel, share this episode with your friends, and leave a five-star rating and review. For more information on our ministries and events, visit oklahomayouth.org. And now, let's enjoy today's episode together. Say it like you mean it. Let's go. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Okay, I'm going to take a video of you guys saying that. And I want, it, I want you guys to say it better than any other district that's ever done this. I'm going to say three, two, one, and you're going to say it like you mean it. Three, two, one. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Who, yeah, that guy's really excited about service this morning. So, um, I'm, I'm super excited to be with, here with you guys. You can go ahead and be seated. Um, I want to say something this morning that I, I, I apologize. I forgot to say uh, yesterday morning. I was completely spacing. I want to give honor to your incredible youth president, Brother Borders. This, you, you have an incredible incredible youth president. This is an incredible youth committee. I give honor to this entire committee. Uh, Brother Hart, uh, Brother Ty Welch, thanks for, thanks for uh, putting up with me and all the support you give me. Um, this is a great camp and I'm, I'm excited to be here. I also want to give honor to uh, Brother Michael Thomas. Um, we have an incredible national youth president and it's really exciting that he's here this week. He's done an amazing job already. Amen? I give honor to him. He's my, he's my boss. I, I happen to uh, serve as the National Project 7 director, and uh, so I, I get to serve in that capacity. Any P7 students here? L- let me hear you. That's what I like to hear. Uh, I believe that there's going to be more of you next year. I believe that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about P7 tomorrow morning, but if you have been a part of Project 7 or a, a Project 7 Bible Club in any, in any way, in any capacity, whether you're the leader or you're, or you're a part of it, or you want to start a P7 club and you haven't yet, um, talk to me today. Find me today. Talk to me tonight. Talk to me tomorrow morning. I want to talk to you about the power of Project 7. Uh, I'm going to be preaching about that tomorrow, but in the meantime, find me, ask me questions. I want to celebrate your story with you, and um, I also want to give a, a shout out to the, the Clean Dorm winners. If you're a Clean Dorm winner, can you just raise your hand? You guys, you guys are the real MVPs. You're the real MVPs. You help keep camp a little bit sane, a little bit smelling more nice. And let's be honest, though, if you got a messy dorm here, chances are you might have a, res- a messy room at home. I mean, let's be honest, right? I mean, if we're, if we're just being, if we're being totally transparent. So I, I did something. Um, I did some, some research in the district, and I reached out to some of your parents, and I asked, 
Would you guys be willing to submit a photo of a messy room of one of your kids for a sermon that I'm doing in Oklahoma? And I, and I, got, I got a few pictures that I want to share. The, the first one here. Uh, all right, let's look at picture number two. Some of y'all are trying to figure out who that is. Let's look at picture number three. Ooh. Anyone think they know whose room this is at, at camp? <laughs> Just calling them out. Look at, ooh. Somebody say oof. Yeah, let's look at the last one. <clears throat> so, turns out, turns out I'm just kidding. It's actually none of your rooms. Um, but these are real rooms. They're just not, just not yours. Uh, some of you got scared, though. Some of you got scared that your mom or your dad was about to participate. And they're like, oh, no, my picture of my room is about to be showed to the whole camp. Um, so, but I did an online survey, uh, on my, on my Facebook and my Instagram, and I asked the question, um, if things get messy in your room or your car, what is the, what's the fastest things to pile up? What, what's common for, uh, for, you know, that's kind of the, let me show you the, the top five responses, top five responses. Food or food wrappers or remnants of food, you know, like the popcorn, you know, all of those things. That was, the, that was the, one of the biggest answers. The, the second one was uh, drink bottles, like water bottles or soda bottles or cans. You know, the, the person who's got like seven water bottles by their nightstand and they get a new one before, you know, bed. And then <clears throat> the dreaded clothes, the laundry, the... Uh, some of y'all can't, uh, some of y'all, the last time you've seen your floor was like months ago. Yeah. Or, or dishes. Like you, you went to bed thinking that you're going to put that dish up before you went to bed and it stayed there. That was like last week. And so there are things growing in your room. And it ain't your faith. <laughs> there, there are living organisms in your room. <laughs> Or toys, not like, you know, maybe, maybe Legos or, you know, parents in, in the room, like it's, there's just toys, there's just always toys, like you can never. So, um, if I were to divide these into two categories, I would divide them this way. There are, there's a category that's like trash. The first category is things that we need to just get rid of because it's garbage. And on one hand, we have allowed this trash to accumulate, all right? Things that you know you just got to get rid of. Like, it, it's just kind of nasty. So there's this cat, the first category. But then there's a second category. The last, the last three is like the, okay, we got we to gotta keep these things, but we, we, we need to reorganize them. I'm not going to throw out all the dishes. My, my parents wouldn't like that. We don't just throw that in the garbage. We clean them, and then we put it back in its rightful place. Same thing with the laundry. Some of y'all, this week, you probably do need to just throw a couple things away <laughs> when you get back. Like, I don't know where that's been. I don't want to put that in the rest of the, the, the laundry. We're just going to throw that away. Uh, but there, So there's trash, and then there's things that we need to keep and reorganize. Yesterday morning, I felt uh, a call from God to talk about your identity and your understanding that no matter what you go through, 
you can, you can make it. You can, you can grow. You don't have to look like your surroundings. You don't have to look like what you've been through. This morning, I want to help you get there. I want to help you. You're going to go back, and you're going to go back home. You're going to go back to your churches. You're going to go back to your schools. And it's not going to be like living on this mountaintop of camp all the time. As wonderful as that would be and horribly terrifying for staff, um, you can't live here all the time. And so you have to go back home. And I want to help you with, with, the, with the help of the Lord this morning. I want to give you some instructions. I want to help you. And, I, and I'm preaching to myself when I, when I tell you this. I want to help you learn how to clean your room. How to clean your room. Now, I may, not be, I may not be up here, okay, well, Seth, you're supposed to, like, preach. You know, we're not here to learn about how to clean. I got enough, I got enough uh, you know, parents that are telling me how to do that. I want to dig into this a little bit, and I want to start by talking about, in, in 2 Kings chapter 22, there's, a, there's this new king that took over Jerusalem, okay? His name was Josiah. Everyone say Josiah. Josiah, to back up a little bit, he, before he was king, he came from a very long line of kings that did evil in the sight of the Lord. His, his father, his grandfather, Ammon and Manasseh, they didn't follow God's law. And in that day and age, when a king uh, died, his, his son would take over for him. And it doesn't matter if he was you know, 30 or, or 25. In this case, Josiah was eight years old when his father had died. Anyone have like an eight-year-old brother or like an eight-year-old cousin or family member? Imagine them being president. <laughs> it'd, be a little bit, it'd be a little bit terrifying, right? Josiah at eight years old was given great power and authority because he became king at eight years old. His father died and so he was announced king great power great authority eight years old let me just like take a, a, a pause here and say if you got the holy ghost last night or if you got the holy ghost last year or five years ago it doesn't matter the bible teaches us that when we receive the holy ghost we have great authority and great power power and authority comes on you immediately so the same holy ghost that they experience on the day of pentecost is right here at oklahoma camp it's the same power. You have that same authority. It doesn't matter if you're 11. It doesn't matter if you're 12. It doesn't matter if you're 13. If you're walking in the Holy Ghost, you have great authority and great power. And you may be, you may be thinking, you know what? I'm not an evangelist. I'm not a, I'm not a preacher. I, I don't have a position. I don't have a title. If you've got God's spirit inside of you, guess what? You have great authority and great power. It's time that we start walking in that authority and that great power. Amen? So... Josiah was, had to do something with this great power and authority. And many of the kings before Josiah didn't take care of the temple. Where they worshipped, it was not taken care of. And so it was in desperate need of some repair. So he had to make a decision. Am I going to live like my father, my grandfather, and the kings before me that did evil in the sight of the Lord? Or am I going to be different? I told you yesterday morning, you don't have to look like your surroundings. You can look different. You can be different than what you're surrounded by. Josiah said, you know what? I'm going to do something different, and I'm going to live for God. I'm going to honor God. You ever look at your room, and you're like, I don't even know where to start. It's so messy. Yeah. Like, I, there's been times where I, I imagine if we were to take a, to a, a tour through some of the dorms, we may say, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> 
there's, calling them out. Some of the, some of the, the boys are like, oh, don't look at me. Don't <laughs> Maybe tomorrow I'll show some pictures of the boys' dorms. Don't worry, girls. I'm coming to you next. <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk about that for a second, girls. See, guys, yeah, it's messy, but I'm just, I'm going to meddle. I'm just going to do it. It takes one attempt at an outfit, and we're ready to go. How? Well, I mean, one try. I'm good. But girls, sometimes the mess isn't even like dirty clothes. It's a bunch of clean clothes that we just went through. 17 different outfits. And everything on the floor isn't dirty. It's clean. But we're just like, oh, that's not the right out. Okay, all right. I'm going to. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to move on. Man, some of y'all were worshiping more than that than any other point that's been preached. <laughs> Turns out they got it in them. Woo. Woo. So one time I was cleaning my basement like the, the perfect angel that I was when I was a teenager. And I lived with my parents, and I was cleaning the basement. I promise it wasn't because of any punishment. It was out of the, just the, the joy and the honor to serve my family. I was, listen, I was cleaning my basement one time, and I found a keyboard. Not like a, like a computer keyboard, like, like a piano, like a keyboard. Like I found it. Like, how do you lose a keyboard? Like, how do you forget that a keyboard was in there? And it was this, like, realization of, like, what else can I find in here? It's like the whole treasure trove right in my own little basement. This is wonderful. I made a whole summer out of it. Well, when, when they were cleaning out the temple in Josiah's age, in Josiah's uh, generation, they found something, okay? 2 Kings 22, verse 9. It says, Shaphan went to the, the king and reported, Your officials have turned over the money collected at the temple of the Lord to the workers and supervisors and the temple. So they found some money, which was cool. You ever like, like dig into the couches and you find some extra change? Yeah, yeah they, they, they totally did that. Verse 8, though, says this. Hilkiah the high priest said to Shaphan the court secretary, I have found, everyone say found, the book of the law in the Lord's temple. They found it, meaning this, this was their Bible that they didn't know was there. They hadn't been connected to the law. They had forgotten about the law. They had forgotten what was being taught in the temple. So they scraped off the dust. They took a look at it. And verse 11 says this, when the king heard what was written, this is, this is crazy. When the, when the king heard what was written in the book of the law, he tore his clothes in despair. Now, this wasn't like Hulk Hogan, like I'm going to like show how strong I am by, probably don't even know who Hulk Hogan is. Okay, a couple of, it wasn't like I'm going to show how strong I am, but I, he was so upset about this. In verse 13, he, he, he gave this order to the priest, go to the temple and speak to the Lord for me and for the people and all of Judah. Inquire about the words written in this scroll that has been found for the Lord's great anger is burning against us because our ancestors have not obeyed the words of this scroll. He says this, we have not been doing everything it says we must do. Maybe, maybe I'm the only person, but I, I've, sometimes I've been reading it in my Bible and, and I caught up in a devotion and I, I see something and I'm like, ooh, I got to do better at that. I, I read the Bible sometimes and I'm like, oh man, that kind of 
called me out. I've, I've heard sermons that I'm like, this dude's preaching right at me. Like, he's got my number. He's, he's, he's literally preaching to just me right now. Let me tell you this. When, when you are confronted with the word of God, when you're confronted and, and you hear a message preached and you feel that tug in your heart to change, that's what we call conviction. And one of the biggest things that I face uh, with, with your age demographic in, in our youth group, one, one of the biggest things is identifying the difference between conviction and condemnation. All right, Th these are two big words, but I want to break it down for you for a second. Conviction is this pull that God gives us because of his spirit that lives inside of you that says, hey, you're not doing everything you should be doing. Amen? There's been times where we feel that, we, we hear the message preached, and you're like, oh, I got to get better at that. I got, I got to change. And yet there's this desire to move forward. Condemnation, however, on the flip side, is from Satan. And what it does, it has that similar feeling of like, oh, man, I'm, I'm missing the mark. And because I'm missing the mark, because I'm not doing a great job, I should just give up and just stop trying. That's condemnation, and there's a big difference. There's truth that says, hey, you're missing the mark, but it's time to get better. But then there's lies that, remember I told you yesterday, just enough truth, hey, you're missing the mark. And because you're missing the mark, you should stop trying, and you should keep missing the mark. What I'm going to teach you this morning, a few things that I'm going to say, is going to tug at your heart a little bit. And you're going to have to ask God, okay, is this, is this conviction, which it likely is, and I want to do better, or is this condemnation? You have the, the opportunity to repent. Every one of us, adults in the room, staff, we all have the opportunity to repent every time we hear God's word preached. Every time. Amen? 2 Kings 23, 25 says, Never before had there been a king like Josiah who turned to the Lord with all his heart, all his soul and strength, obeying all the laws of Moses, and there's never been a king like him since. So there are, there are things that pile up in our rooms. Sometimes it's water bottles, sometimes it's trash. There, there are things that we got to just throw out. There are things that we say, you know what, uh, it's not worth saving that, you know, that crumpled up piece of paper that I thought had, you know, something of importance. You just got to throw it away. There are other things that we have to say, you know what, this is, it's messy right now. The clothes are dirty, guys, or they, they might be clean, girls. The, the clothes on the, on the floor, they're dirty, but we don't throw them away. We just got to, you know, send them to the washing machine, and then we got to put them back up again. I want to tell you about some piles of things that we can make a decision on. Is, is it time for me to just throw it out, or is it time for me to clean it? Can I tell you something that you have, I'm going to get right, real personal, real practical. Something that I struggled with when I was your age is the music that I listen to. I'm going to make it real practical for you. The music that I listen to. I listened, when I was your age, I listened to everything you can imagine. I listened to country, I listened to rap, I listened to R&B, I listened to hard rock, I listened to everything you can imagine, okay? I'm just going to get real honest with you guys. It's probably time to take some of those Spotify playlists and throw them in the garbage. It's not worth saving. Some of those albums that you got saved on your Apple Music, it's time that you just throw it away. 
It, it, it's just time that you get rid of it. It's not worth saving. Now, am I saying that you just got to throw, you just never listen to music again? No, that's not what I'm saying. We have to redeem some things. And so we have to make a decision. Am I going to listen to that garbage or am I going to redeem that? Can I, can I continue to just be, I, this whole week, I'm just going to try to be real and honest. I'm just going to be me. I'm not trying to be Brother Thomas. I'm not trying to be Brother Borders. I'm just going to be me. Some Netflix shows, we just got to throw in the garbage. Some Hulu shows, it's not worth trying to redeem that. Some, some of those shows, we just got to throw in the garbage. It's trash. It's just trash. That's all it is. There's no way around it. And so if you're feeling that conviction right now, I want to offer you hope. There's life outside of Netflix, I promise. There's life, there's life outside. Some of you are like, really? What am I supposed to do with my whole summer then? So there are, there are shows, there's entertainment that we have allowed to accumulate in our lives, in our, in our minds, in our hearts, and it's just garbage. There's no way else around it. It doesn't make you a, a, an evil person. It doesn't make you a bad person. It, no more than, than your, your dirty room accumulating garbage. It just, it happens. When you're, here's what I found. It happens in my room, happens in my car, happens in my office. When I'm not intentional with my room, when I'm not intentional with my car, when I'm not intentional with my office, garbage can accumulate. It doesn't mean that I'm like, hey, I'm going to take all of my closet and just throw it on the floor today. You don't wake up and decide that. I mean, some you might. <laughs> but what happens is we allow time to dictate, we allow time to, to dictate our, our desires. And we say, well, I guess we'll just, and this slow fade happens. Well, I listened to that, and then I watched that, and then all of a sudden I, I checked out that website, and then it just turns into this spiral, and we have to say, you know what, I'm just throwing it out. Got to just do some deep cleaning and get rid of everything and start over fresh. All right. Can I, I'm not even going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop asking if I can be honest because I'm just going to be honest. Uh, there are some phone numbers that you probably just got to throw away. I know that one wasn't as popular. I knew it wasn't going to be as popular, but there are some, I, I get it. We come to camp and we get people's numbers and, and it's exciting because, you know, they are the, you know, Mr. Cool and, and Miss Cool. Some, some phone numbers you probably just got to throw away. Some apps, raise your hand if you got a smartphone. That's a lot. All right, I'm going to stay there for a second. Some apps, it's time to just clean house. You just got to get off. I'm not going to preach on social, I'm not going to preach uh, against certain platforms, but some apps you know is garbage. And you just, I want to show you a text message. I want to give you a very uh, recent example. I've got a, a very young student that is, um, I'm very close with him, but he struggles with his phone. And uh, I'm not going to get into details, but he struggles with his phone with, with a lot of different things, okay? And he sent me a text message the other day. This was on Friday, 2.26 p.m. I failed God again. I don't know what to do. I punished myself again, and I can't forgive myself for being worthless, great kid, loves God. But this is the narrative that happens in so many of your minds. The room gets messy. We've allowed some things to accumulate. And what is the main word there that he feels? Worthless. 
And the enemy has tried so long to convince you, I said it yesterday morning, convince you that you can't change, that you can't clean your room. But I'm here to tell you that you can. And I, I, I don't, I'm not going to tell you the whole, the whole uh, story of what I uh, texted him after this, but this, this text right here is riddled with lies. It's riddled with condemnation. This is not conviction here. This is condemnation. So there are things that we need to be more intentional with if we're honest as apostolic young students. We just got to clean house. We got we to gotta get rid of some things. We have to allow some things to be reprioritized in our hearts. Uh, so I stayed in a hotel this week. I'm staying in a hotel, and uh, I know this might be crazy, but I don't own the hotel, Brother Borders. I don't own the hotel. It'd be nice if I did. But I'm, I'm not going to leave a mess in the room because I don't own it. It's not mine. Some of you need to look, like, get that deep in your heart for, you know, maybe your, your room. But I, I'm not going to, you know, punch a hole in the wall in the, uh, in the hotel because they'd get a bill for it. <laughs> I don't own the hotel, though. It, it's owned by someone else. So it's not mine. I'm not going to leave it. First Corinthians 6.19 do you not know, this is, this is, know ye not, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? This is a culture that screams, this is my body, this is my life, don't mess with me, I'll do what I want to do because it's my choice. And God said, I bought you. I, I paid blood for you. Do you not know that your body, this is a room that you don't own? And so we're allowing things to accumulate. We're, we're allowing uh, culture and the world and school and all of these things to pile up. And we look around and we're like, man, where do I even start? You got to start somewhere. And I think it starts right here at junior camp, junior high camp. I think you got to start somewhere. This is, in, in a world where... Let me just give you another example. I was, uh, anyone hate moving? Anyone moved houses? I hate moving. Cannot stand moving. And I've been married for 10 years, and I have moved four times. And that's a lot, okay? Some of you have probably moved more than that in the last 10 years. But the last time that I moved, I, I had moved into a duplex that I thought I was going to stay there for a few uh, years. The, the landlord called me in, uh, 10 months in. And said, hey, I just want to let you know we're selling this duplex. You got to move out. And I'm like, I haven't even been here one year. I was mad. And she was like, you can buy it if you want to for some absurd price. And I'm like, no, that's okay. And so I start packing up, you know, boxes. And I start, you know, putting all my clothes in, in more, more boxes. And there's just boxes everywhere. And I notice something. As I'm starting to pile all of these boxes together, I notice some of the labeling was from the last time that I moved. Like, I hadn't opened up the boxes from the last time that I moved. And I was standing in my, in my uh, garage. I remember, like it was yesterday, God spoke to me and said, you do the same thing spiritually. We go from house to house. We go from camp to HYC. We go from youth service to youth revival. And we're still carrying around the same baggage that we've never dealt with. Because it's just easier. I didn't want to open up some of those boxes because I didn't want to deal with what was inside. I don't know if I should throw that away. I don't know if my wife wants to keep that. I don't know if anyone wants to keep that. But if I throw it away, then maybe I'm going to get in trouble. 
But we do the same thing. I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know where to start. I've never had a conversation about that thing in my life. Where do I even have that conversation? Who do I even ask? And so we just get more comfortable with the baggage, carrying it from event to event, because we don't know what to do with it. It's time we start opening those boxes. It's time we start un unboxing some of those things, because God wants to work. He wants to start cleaning you. He wants to start cleaning you. We've got to be intentional about these things. Let's all stand this morning. I I'm going to come to a close. You remember that keyboard that I told you about, that I found? <laughs> It was a fully functioning keyboard. Like, I, I plugged it in and started playing it, and it was wonderful. You know, how, you know how I forgot about the keyboard? I stopped spending time in the basement. My brother had moved to college, and we stopped playing music together, and so I, I just started, you know, putting old things that I didn't need in the basement. I just, you know, that was my, if I was cleaning upstairs, I just threw everything in the basement. It was just easier to do that. I stopped spending time in the basement. That's how you forget what's in the basement. When you stop spending time with the promise keeper, you forget about the promises. When we stop spending time with the deliverer, we forget that deliverance is a possibility. When we stop spending time with the healer, we forget that healing is possible. We have to get back to that place. I want to be, I want to be, that's all right. I want to be practical and I want, I want to be helpful this week. Can I tell you a couple, can I leave you with some, with some tips for how do we actually, how do we, how do we do this? How do we clean? How do we, because sometimes it's not the, the cleaning that's the issue. Sometimes it's we, we clean it and then, you know, it gets messy again next week or like three hours later. Sometimes the problem is staying clean. Paul said, I die daily. Repentance, you, you may graduate from junior high camp and go, to senior high camp, you may graduate from middle school to high school, you may graduate from, from high school and go to, go to college, you may graduate from college, you'll never graduate repentance. You'll never graduate the need for repentance. Every adult here that's in the room can attest to this. We will never graduate from repentance. We have to repent every single day. You don't graduate from that. So we have to clean daily. How do, how do we do that? Let me give you a super practical tip. Get, yes. Get down on your knees in prayer and get in the word every day before you do anything else. Can I make it any more simple? Because what happens is we get into this routine of as soon as we wake up, you got the phone right next to you, and you grab the phone, and you start scrolling social media, you start, start looking at, you know, other, other videos. Before you do anything else, and God's saying, I just want time with you before you start anything. Starting the day. You know, you know what's crazy? If you got a smartphone, you can set time limits for yourself. You know, you know that? If you got an iPhone, you can set time limits for yourself. You don't have to wait, and, you know, for your mom or your dad to tell you to get off the phone. You can do that for yourself. Any gamers in the room? This is going to be mind-blowing, gamers. You ready? You can set time limits for yourself.
the time limit shouldn't be I'm going to play as long as I can until I get yelled at. If you have, here, here's one of the biggest tips that I can tell you. If you have a smartphone today, not, not next week, not when the school starts in the spring or in the fall, today, download the YouVersion Bible app and get in the Word every single day. Every day. When we're struggling to clean house, we find scriptures that, that give us strength. Thy word have I hid in my heart so that I don't sin against you. That's a very clear promise. And so if we decide we're going to get in the word every day, we're going to stay clean. Start developing a time and a place that you can pray every single day. As we make our way down to the front, I want to tell you this. James 1.22 tells us that there are two categories of people that hear the word. There are hearers, so that's all of us. We, we've all heard the word. But then there are doers of the word. And I pray every time I come to camp, every time I open God's word, every time I hear a message preached, God, help me to be a doer of your word, not just a hearer only. You can take this message today and you can do something about it. If you got a smartphone, you can download that YouVersion Bible app and you can start a reading plan with someone else that's here. And it takes four minutes. We all got four minutes today, right? We can all do that. But when you're intentional about repentance, you allow God to change everything. Everything. That change this morning is going to start with repentance. All over this place, can we, can we lift our hands and can we all close our eyes? Lord Jesus. I thank you for the work that you're doing in this camp right now. I thank you, Jesus, for the work that you're doing in these, in these students right now. I pray, God, that you would give us the strength to wake up every single day and decide, God, I want to live for you. I'm going to allow you, Lord Jesus, to change everything about me. Help me to be intentional, God, about your word. Help me to be intentional about your spirit, God, that you've placed inside of me. I want to walk in that spirit. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for what you're doing right now.